all expressive arts and creative arts therapy professionals in Israel belong to an organization called Yahat. Mm-hmm. Y-A-H-A-T. We are a mental health profession. The arts have been used in therapy for thousands of years. This particular project is called Studio Batuach. Batuach in Hebrew means safe. Right. It is based on a well-seasoned art therapy term called Studio Batuach which means idea. So the people who invented this, and by the way, this idea was invented in Israel for these traumatic moments when the Ukrainian refugees arrived a few years ago. And immediately the creative arts therapists opened up studios wherever they could to help these people with their particular challenges. So Yahad has taken this concept of something that we know professionally and turned it into something to be used at moments of trauma, collective trauma, right? which is what is happening now in the country. So tell me what's going on. So the day that we refer to as the Black Shabbat, when kibbutzim and civilians were terrorized, attacked, mutilated, I won't go into the list of other words that have been used in the news, There were many people in Kibbutzim who were suddenly under attack. And when I say people, I mean families from pregnant women to infants to the elderly to the sick. And these people uh, were brutally attacked. Uh, Some were taken hostage. Some were murdered. The ones who survived and left have been put in safe places all over the country now. The particular one that I'm working in is a kibbutz in the hills of Jerusalem to where the people from two kibbutzim were brought, Zikim and Nativa Sara. The entire families were moved there. And there were many of these places in the entire country now, in hotels, in buildings that were empty. And the next day, these studios were opened People brought their own supplies in the beginning. By the way, this is all being done voluntarily. Mm -hmm. I'm volunteering. No one's getting paid for any of this work. So what happens in the studio? So in the studio, people walk into a room that is very inviting and that has many different kinds of art supplies. At the moment, we're only using the visual arts, but of course, play comes in and other things. And we kind of let them mull around and choose what they want. If they're very, very little kids, like three-year-olds. We help them a little more. Some people need more help. Um, I worked with a kid last week that was stuck tightly to his mom's side, and then he just let loose and worked with me. And if we have time, I'll read you the poem that I kind of wrote about him. Response, because we as therapists also need a place to get our feelings out about what we're hearing, because we're hearing horror stories, and we're seeing the visuals of the horror stories. Really? Because that's what the arts do. Can you describe some of those? Well, the boy I was working with was telling me about ways that he's going to build things that will both protect him and his Mm -hmm. family and kill bad people but save good people, for example, Mm -hmm. a (laughs) seven-year-old. So the arts in general, all of the arts, including music, which I know you're connected to, are a direct way to get to people's unconscious. Freud knew that, right? He looked for associations. So when we say we're a mental health field, we use all of the different languages of arts to circumvent the head and get closer to the feelings faster. So often what happens is when you offer people art supplies, they will immediately start. I'll give you another example. One of the most popular things to do in this studio, Batuach, safe studio, 
is to build little houses. Well, we don't have to be therapists to understand that, do we? These people have lost their houses. Some of these kibbutzim were burned to the ground. Mm. So the kids are using their imagination to rebuild, which they can't do in real life. But you can do that with your imagination and when you're making art. Are you also working with adults? Yes. Mm -hmm. People in the studio have been ages three to like 93. There were literally toddlers to women in wheelchairs with their helpers. And everyone, we find a way to work with everyone. We walk around, we see who needs us. So in a way, that's the special thing about an open studio, which we're calling a safe studio, which is that each person has their own project. There's at least six or seven of us at a time in there with them who are highly trained therapists. And we move in and out depending on how much people need us, what they need. If we see people in dire need, we stay with them more. You know, we we have the tools to know how to deal with that. That's a certain art form in itself. Tammy, if people want to help, how can they help you? It would be lovely to get donations if people um, could. And the way to do that is to go to yahat.org. I'm going to spell that out. Y-A-H-A-T dot O-R-G. Yahat.org. And you can also read there more about what we do. And I also just want to say a few different words that explain what the arts therapies do during these horrors and tragedies and anxieties that everyone's having. And I also want to say that we aspire to open more and more of these. We already have over 30 right now in Israel. Mm-hmm. We want to reach all of the faiths, cultures, and identities in Israel, including the Bedouins, the Israeli Arabs, the ultra-Orthodox. Everyone has been touched by this, okay? Yes. So one of the things that the arts do is that they invite centering, reframing, containing, imagining, expressing, and exploring emotions, all in a safe environment. And that is a very important thing for me to say. These people's safety has been completely breached. Their feeling of trust has been completely shattered. So we try to make the studio, the safe studio, be a place of total safety. Now, I wrote this poem. I myself am an artist and a poet and a dancer, and my way of dealing with trying not to get secondary trauma from working with people who were telling me horror stories is to get it out of me also. So this is something I wrote last night, and my poem is called Chaotic Consistency. What we are all hungry for now is order in the overwhelming chaos. Even all the WhatsApp texts about all the volunteering all the support groups, all the ways in which to help and be helped are too much to keep track of. A feast, a nauseating, overbearing feast that makes you lose your appetite and want a cracker. Or better yet, a cookie and milk and a nap. Those were the good old days, childhood. But now, the child I worked with last Friday, a seven-year-old evacuated from his terrorized kibbutz, looked up at me from his incredible drawing of an invention he wants to design and asks me, Tammy, do you know there's a war? Yes, I say. Do you know though, Do you know what an RPG is? Yes, I say. TNT? Yes, I say. Here, he points to the invention plan, is an RPG, just in case. And oh, he exclaims, I forgot an anchor. Anchors are important, you know. Yes. I answer, what we all hunger for now is an anchor. Wow, Tammy, thanks for sharing that.
Yeah. Well, it helped me um, make some sense of the complete unsensibility of everything that we have all been trying to deal with the last few weeks. I feel like we're professionally, I feel like we're all in a state of um, communal shock. Yes, we are. And um, I've had people tell me in groups, I'm doing a lot of volunteer groups in a lot of places that they haven't been able to cry yet, that it's so shocking that they can't even cry. So I'm very happy that I'm part of this project and that um, I'm very happy that our mentors who taught us these tools gave us these tools because now we're very needed. Now is a time where people are really going to have to go to not just verbal work in order to process what they've been through. It's not going to be enough to just talk about it. Okay, Dr. Tamar Einstein, thanks so much for joining Khan English News. Thank you for inviting me.